0: Welcome to the Stiano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Stiano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specialising in breast and body contouring. I'm live and I've forgotten something which I've just realised, but I pressed the live button. Okay. This is what the pros do. They just carry on as if nothing's happened. And in the background, they fix the thing that they've done. So good evening, all. It's 7 p.m. Um, I understand there's a big match on. Jackie's in the house. Big up, Jackie. How are you doing? Bella Vu. Nice to hear this evening. Um, I am. I have actually forgotten. Now, Instagram, this will have no effect on Instagram, but on facebook and youtube i'm not sure if anyone watches on youtube to be honest with you but anyway um i think people watch on facebook do they actually maybe not maybe i won't bother i was gonna Mm, i was gonna put the questions up maybe i won't bother shall i not bother okay um actually i still need to know what the questions are anyway if anyone's got any questions uh, please feel free to ask um i have got some questions here which i will go through um oh look i've just booked with you i'm so excited (laughs) jess look at that yes look at that we've got a booking guys we have just got a booking ring the bell i'm excited too jess can't wait to see you um right i can't get the questions on there that's okay i'm pro so listen guys um we've got some questions here tonight if anyone's got any questions then feel free to ask them but um I normally put questions up on the screen, but I actually forgot to do that tonight, which is, and the reason I forgot to do that is because I've emailed my database about this to see if anyone wants to come and join me. Um, No excuses, I'm not not making excuses, just saying. So. here we go so why is it let's start because we've got vivid ink tattoos here I think so we've got it's relevant why is it so difficult to remove tattoos from the hands and fingers so um, we're right so I'm gonna get that off through well the thing that I always say to people about tattoos is uh, there's two things it depends on one is the size of the tattoo two is the location of the tattoo and so a big tattoo in a good location might be able to be removed but a small tattoo in a bad location might not be able to remove so it's 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 the it's the size and the location and the hands and the fingers are common places of tattoos but it's a really bad location because there isn't much skin laxity on the hands and the fingers. So good locations are things like the abdomen, I guess. The abdomen's a really good location because um, there's often a lot of spare skin on the on the abdomen. And um, the thigh, yeah, pretty good. Leg, not so good. Um, Arms, shoulders, not so good. Shoulders, is risk of ch- hypertrophic and keloid scarring. So certain areas are better than others when there's more skin laxity. and the issue that we often get with tattoos on the hands and the fingers is that patients often say i've got loads of spare skin and they pinch their skin and they say look at all this spare skin i can pinch and the whole tattoo's you know completely gone if i pinch that skin and then the thing i always say is "Look, if you make a fist that pinch is gone you know you can pinch that but then you make a fist and, it, and the pin- the skin's tight so you can't pinch when you've made a fist so I don't want to take the tattoo off your hand and then you can't make a fist. Or if you do make a fist, the stitches burst open. So the problem is that, uh, whenever something has to move, there has to be a degree of skin laxity. I've hand now. Um, so there has to be a, a, a degree of skin laxity there. So um, that is the problem with hands. And fingers even worse. I mean, fingers, again, they have to move. You've got to be careful how you plan your, your incisions, where you put your incisions. Um, so fingers are worse than, than hands in terms of the um, uh, the size of the tattoo that can be removed so actually even really small tattoos on the fingers cannot really easily be removed i mean sometimes you have little ones on the back of the finger and if you think if it takes all that hair bearing skin off the finger um, that's quite a you know the, 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 there's quite a lot of, of skin to remove and the fingers are sort of cylinder so you have to somehow still get skin all the way around the cylinder and it's very difficult and much more difficult than you think. And I think people often get d- disappointed about us saying no to them on the hairs and fingers. And I sorry about that. Uh, but that's why, because it's a bad place. Jess has come in. How can I best be prepared for my consultation early Jan? Um, listen, Jess, what I always say to everybody is that the first one can be a bit like overwhelming and, and what have you, loads of questions and things like that. So don't worry too much about it, is my is, is the bottom line. Don't worry too much about it. Um, we will obviously go, I don't even, I don't know what it is, what you're coming for, but it doesn't matter really, whatever you're coming for, um, we will go over it, we'll talk about it, um, the ins and outs of it and things. And I always say to people, you can always come back and go over things again. So don't feel you have to get all your questions in and think, oh my God, you know, I forgot to ask him that. Um, but having said that by all means come with a list of questions write them down I'm I'm very happy for you to pull out a pad with a list list of questions I think that's actually quite a good thing to do so you know don't don't be sort of shy about that it's often helpful to bring someone uh, with you to listen with you about the things that uh, that I say um, because they'll have a different angle on it you don't have to um, there you go, breast augmentation, uplift, potential loss of stone. So, you know, that, that it's it's a difficult one that, that as well, Jess, that one in terms of uplifts, augmentations, and you know, how it's gonna look, and what, what, do I have a lift, do I have implants? If I do have implants, what size, what type of implants? There's an awful lot to go through. So if it is a bit too daunting, obviously if you look, listen, the first one, we're just gonna get information out there. I'll write it all down in a letter and I'll write to you after the consultation. Um, and I always say to people you're welcome to come back so don't worry about coming back you just come back and we'll go over it all again so don't feel you have to be 100% um, you know have all your questions and everything lined up uh, oh god I forgot to ask him that you'll have my email address you can always email me questions afterwards and if I can answer it by email I will or you can phone we can set up phone calls video calls or you can just come back to clinic you're always welcome to come back to clinic um, as often as you want so don't uh, don't worry Jess is the is the main thing Um, Don't worry, and um, yeah, we'll see how we get on, and it'll be lovely to see you in the new year. Um, So yeah, but if you want to bring a list of questions and bring bring someone with you, then that's fine too. Um, Why, uh, sorry, why is it important to know all of your medical history, even for a minor operation under local anaesthesia? Right, well, anyone, anyone in the house tell me the definition of a minor operation? Anyone? Anyone? Right, well, the definition of a minor operation, I'll jump in, is one that's not happening to you, i.e., no such thing as a minor operation. They're all major operations. So, you know, we say, oh, minor op and things like that, but it's not really a minor op, is it? Even if you're having a mold or a cyst, it's a big deal for you. So, all op- operations are major operations. Um, and it's, uh, as, a, as a doctor treating a patient, we, we always, the very basics of medical school, we are set certain things to ask people. We ask them the presenting complaint, what's the problem? The history of the presenting complaint, so, you know, how have it come about? Uh, and if someone's got the stretched earlobe, that might be pretty obvious. Well, presenting complaint, my earlobe stretched. History of the presenting complaint, I put this thing <laughs> bigger and bigger and it's stretched out. So that might not be a great deal for, for some things. But um, then we ask your past medical history, then we ask your drug history, allergies, um, smoking, and uh, social history. So those are set things that we ask for everybody, no matter what you're having done. And it doesn't matter whether you're having a minor op or a major op, um, we have to know these things. So why, well, certain drugs might affect your, affect the clot for bleeding. So you might make you pro- more pre- prone to be bleeding, that might be something we're gonna think about. Um, we want to know uh, if you're allergic to anything, if you're allergic f- to some of the um, dressings that we use um, or some of the uh, the the thing, the ointments and the topical treatments we put onto the, the scars to make them uh, heal up well. Um, we might need to know a bit about your social history. Are you working? What do you do? Are you going to go back to work tomorrow and start lifting heavy things? Or maybe we better not do the op today. Um, so there's lots of reasons why we need to know your medical history, even for a local anaesthetic minor, inverted commas, procedure. Uh, it's just it's good practice. And, you know, if there is anything like if you want steroids or what have you, then we might worry a little bit more about um, infection. And oh, God, sorry, nearly removed, nearly m- removed Marim from the feed there. Sorry about that. Press the wrong button to say hello to Corinne. Um so yeah, there's there's several reasons, and, and uh, above are just a few. But it's it's good practice. So don't don't get too um, don't get annoyed if we ask you medical, medical about your medical history. If you haven't got a significant medical history, and it does take two seconds. And if you have, then it's probably more important. So it's a win-win. Um, if you have a skin flare-up of either eczema or psoriasis, would surgery involving the skin still go ahead? No. The thing about this surgery is it's always elective surgery this is planned surgery and the thing about elective surgery is you really have to be in um, optimum condition before having your surgery so if there's anything at all that would uh, affect that so if you're feeling a bit ill if um, especially if you've got a flare-up of your eczema or psoriasis over a bit that's going to be cut through um, uh, eczema or psoriasis um, reduces the barrier of the skin and increases the risk of of uh, bugs and infection getting in there, so um, we certainly wouldn't want to cut through an area of active eczema or psoriasis um, doing an operation because your risk of infection will be increased. So, um, so yeah, the the um, the thing about all of this surgery, you will find that we'll have a low threshold to move your appointment, postpone your appointment, because you really want to get the best result possible. And if by leaving it for six days or do say six days, a few you know a w- few weeks or whatever it is maybe six weeks is more realistic. But anyway, if we move, by moving it by a certain period of time, you're gonna get less risk of infection or less risk of problems, then we would do that. So if you've got a flare-up of your psoriasis, if you've got a flare-up of your diabetes or your blood pressure or something like that, if that's not well controlled, then we would also um, think about reduce uh, re- rescheduling and postponing it. And we've got no problem about rescheduling and postponing operations. We wanna do it at the best time for you. Um, sorry, I'm late to the party, JJ. Was getting carried away packing my bag for next week. This time next week, corin it'll all be over. Will it not? Yes, it will. Yeah, I'm. Pa- I'm going to get packed as well, corin I'm get packed too. Um, looking forward to it very muchly. And um, yeah. So, if, uh, if is it possible for deep, non-absorbable sutures to come to the surface of your skin? Yes. So basically, we there's different layers. There's I got a lot of stick on YouTube over a video that I did. I didn't. It wasn't a video that I did. It was just one of these Q and A's. We, we chopped it up as a snippet and put it on YouTube, and it was called something like "How long does dissolvable sutures last?" was the title, and basically I said, "Look, because that, that was the question someone asked." So that's what they put as the title of the video, and my answer was, "It depends. It depends on what sort of dissolvable suture you've got." Because there's there's some dissolvable sutures that, that he, are healed, uh, dissolve in days, like in a week or so, and there's some dissolve that take take several months to dissolve, and there's there's ones in between that say take, take several weeks to dissolve. So you can't really say how long a dissolvable suture lasts. Also, the knot takes longer to dissolve than the suture, because it dissolves by being in contact with water, and the knot isn't is not as in contact with water at the center of the knot. So so you know I've got all these comments saying you never said how long it takes to resolve. I'm like, well, that's because. Um, so it, certain operations, things like tummy tucks, particular, I guess that's the one that springs to mind. You, we have different layers um, of sutures. So in, in in plastic surgery, we often put little layers of sutures in, especially when you've got a deep wound. In so that when you put your skin layer in, every there's no tension on the wound and the wound's completely. Um, uh, together before your skin layer goes in. So in tummy tucks in particular, there's at least three layers. There's actually another even deeper layer, but let's call it three for the sake of argument. And we use different sutures for those three layers. So for the very deepest layer, there's PDS, and then for the higher up layer, there's Vicryl, and then for the skin layer, there's Monocryl. They're all dissolvable sutures. So PDS, and Monocryl are all dissolvable sutures but they're different and pds takes a long time to dissolve it's a heavier suture and it takes a long time to dissolve and we can do that because we're putting it very deep we're putting it well away from the skin as you get closer to the skin you'll put dissolvable sutures that dissolve more quickly so dissolve more like weeks rather than months so that's your Vicryl and your monocryl they dissolve more quickly than your than your um, uh, pds and then around the belly button personally i use something called a Vicryl repeat actually in the skin so um that dissolves that, that sort of days that dissolves really um so there's different so what was the question so the question was is it put so deep so sometimes yes if they get tired of uh if the body gets tired of the stitch being there and thinks it's not dissolved yet i'm going to spit it out it spits it out and so um that you can get problems with wounds coming out of the wounds often with breast, breast reduction and sometimes with tummy tucks and they're, they're Dissolvable sutures, which run underneath the skin, usually not the PDS actually, usually not the really deep one. Usually the ones which are a bit close to the skin, uh, and sometimes you get a localized infection around it, and it gets this yellow stuff, and it doesn't look very nice. Uh, but it's just the it's just the the um, it's just the dissolvable suture. Um, uh, 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 the body saying I've had enough, and then it spits it out. So that is not uncommon, particularly with operations like breast reductions and, and tummy tuck. Uh, and people think it's got infected. It's not really got infected, it's just a bit inflamed. And once the stitch comes out, the body's happy and it just uh, uh it, it just heals up. So it's a nuisance more than anything and uh, and it can happen when dissolved sutures so are used. You let see little red marks. Corin saying, I can't wait, you literally counting the hours. Jess, what you got? Not no question question. Tell us a random fact about you. Jess, what oh we got trouble here. Oh we've got trouble with Jess, guys. We got a what do you mean a random No, Jess. This I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know how this was sold, Jess. But this is a uh, serious Q and A. Yeah, it's a with a serious medical professional. I think you can see there's a serious medical professional in front of you here. So, um, yes, fantastic question. God's sake. Um, Yeah. All right. So there's a serious medical profession here. Uh, All right. All right, Jess. You got it. Listen. I used to be a member of the forestry commission at canic chase yeah uh now it did expire june expired june 2022 but who knew that i was a forestry england member of Cannock chase until june 2022 okay So a random fact about me did it for the parking i've been there recently and do you know what else i did i changed cars and then i had the number plate of the old car so um i still had to pay for parking even though i pay for a year's parking so that's why I canceled it. But then I realized you can have actually two cars on it. So I should have put the. I didn't realize you could have put a new car parking, car park on it. You see, bet you hadn't wished you'd asked that question. Yeah, I'm a troublemaker, Jess. Yes, Jess, yes. let's keep it uh, keep it on track, okay? Any Forestry England slash plastic surgery questions gratefully received? So um listen, in case you haven't noticed, i think you'll realize the reason there's not many people around it's not because of me it's not because of my reach you know there's only one person on facebook that's okay um it's because of the football yeah if it wasn't for the football it's basically buzzing ask Corin. there's usually right well similar sort of number of people actually but um you know anyway right listen I mean, will say I'm done. I'm done with my questions. Done. Add it. not enough. I should have put them on the screen for Facebook, but hardly uh, anyone. Well, I shouldn't say hardly anyone because you two look at that. A lot. I feel bad now. Elaine, Elaine Louise has said something. Elaine Louise is here, so I wouldn't say hardly anyone. There is Elaine and someone else here. So there you go. There are people here. But um, listen, I am going to go next door, and for who are we supporting? Come on, who is supporting? I'm going to go. I mean, we're we going underdogs. We're we going Croatia, or are we are going Argentina. I mean, it's, I think Argentina probably, you know, uh, got the advantage, haven't they? But anyway, I don't know. I don't really mind that much, to be honest with you. Um, right. Anyway, uh, Corin, I'm going to see you next week. Uh, Jess, uh, so I'll see you next month. I think the email went a little late. No, no reminder on Facebook either. All right. Yeah, corin all right i've got a social media manager in the house i'm doing my best here corin <laughs> i was watching the telly while i was doing the email and then i thought oh my god it's 6:54. i've got to do my thing in six minutes i better send the email out and it probably took a bit of time to get through yeah all right corin um there you go jackie's here no remind was there not? I think Facebook's playing up, you know, because I, I did put one in, but then I'll probably put it in about 610. Do you know what, Corin? I need to be putting these reminders in at three o'clock in the afternoon, don't I? 2023, I'm gonna get a system where I'm gonna do things properly. Yeah. New Year's resolution. Do things properly. 2023. I'm gonna see you a bright and early. Look at that. Mileto Aesthetics has just joined. I'm gonna see you bright and early, Corinne. And yeah. I'm going to go and watch the football now. And next year, I'm going to put proper reminders out and stuff. But until then, um, I'm going to go and put my feet up on the sofa. And I suggest you do likewise. Elaine, thanks for coming. And don't rely on me next week. I'm stopping the stream. Corinne, don't rely on me next week. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at stianoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag Ask JJ. We'd love to hear from you.